podcast game in the podcast game ken and mila are the unacceptable Uncensored. During a heat wave, we're recording at 10 p.m. because it's the only time we can actually function. This is like an asthma episode. <laughs> I always wanted to do asthma podcasting because I fall asleep to podcasts, but if you could get the vibe like ultra chill. I actually hate asthma. I don't really? understand Maybe, why people mm, like it. I feel like if you had the right stuff, you'd like it. I don't You're more know. into yelling, I guess. I, yeah, that would be like my asthma. It's like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> The American this, people. This are stew sick and is tired. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, and so today we had a. Uh, it's the hottest day on record in Vancouver today. Tomorrow it's going to be even hotter. I'm kind of enjoying it. I canceled recording today. My I'm life is in free fall, but I'm digging it. Like, there's something about it that. I like the heat, but I don't like when I can't work out. Yeah. So today I went for a run. I ran 7.2K before giving up, which is, like, not bad. Humble flex. No, but, like, my pace was so bad. (laughs) But. Was it 33 today? It was 36 when I did my run. (gasps) And, but the benefit, ladies, listen up. Is no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the benefit is that you lo- you do burn more calories when you run in the heat That's because your heart rate's higher. Yeah. So like, if you run seven point two. You still burn as much as you'd burn if you run like nine. Yeah, that's probably why I feel so alive. Mm-hmm. Joie de vie is that what it is? Joy of life in French. Oh my god! I we used to have like Canada is bilingual. We had, like, a guy at my university that used to say that. How often? Like, every week? Like, he said, like, instead of, like, therapy, you should have, like, salt de vie, like, you know, like, uh, something like that. <laughs> Joy or, of like, life? Hygiene, Children do not need therapy? Vie, like, life hygiene. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. He was weird. Um, should we shout him out? I don't know. I don't even remember his name. That's how weird he was. I'm a life hygienist. Not memorable enough. Wouldn't it be funny if psychologists had like life hygienists before you saw the main person? Oh my god. It's like so, what have you been up to? There's like creative terms now that psychologists use. Yeah. But I don't know. You know what I noticed? Okay, so I started watching this TV show called You, and. Oh my god, there's people being loud in the background. No, okay, so I started watching this show, and, like, there's a therapist in it, and I noticed, like, the way that the TV portrays therapists is so, like, inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Unless these are all just, like, rich Manhattan therapists, and, like, I just, like... What are they like? I can't even think. Like, the person will just text, like, they'll text them whenever they want. They tell you you can do that. I know, I had but one I never gave me their number. But I'm not gonna be like, yeah. "Haha, here's a suicide meme." <laughs> well, it's like you can text them whenever you want, and then also it's like, um, like they would just meet on any notice. Like be like, "Need to see you now," and so yeah. I just would be like, "Okay." Damn. And uh, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. That sounds like it could get very personal. Like, I feel like when I was like at McGill. To see someone like it's like a huge bureaucratic endeavor, mm-hmm. so it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the same. But yeah, I don't know. How was your week? Uh, I canceled re- my recording. Um, my life is in free fall. It's getting really bad. I'm free kind of I'm fall. 
I'm gro- I'm groping around for like rock bottom so I can launch up from it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about rock bottom. It's, I don't know if it's real. Oh no! I I keep descending. There's no bottom. <laughs> <laughs> never was. <laughs> never was been. Yeah, That's gonna be like the new. There's no rock bottom. The new meme. Um, well, they talk about it in AA a lot. I know that from Infinite Jest. Yeah. It's very important for people's narrative to know where their rock bottom was. And, like, they're never going there again, you know? Yeah, I can never really think of one. Speaking of narrative, maybe neither of us have hit it yet. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, no, like, right? like, I think of point. Like, I, I think more of, like, eras, you know? Yeah. So, it's not, like, one. Because th- usually, like, in AA, there's, like, one moment. Yeah. Like, it'll be, like, I ran over my child. <laughs> like something like that. And then I kept driving to the liquor store. <laughs> Do you should I confess to a crime I haven't committed yet? Oh, Does well, anyone listen to do any cops listen to this podcast? <laughs> your dad. Okay, I have to I have to do this no, he doesn't listen. He he watches CNN. Fucking cuck. No, just kidding. <laughs> but um so Ken's today. been expressing a lot of anti-police sentiment today. Okay, <laughs> let me explain, though. He's a so radical I'm, anti- it's, it's more like anti-bylaw, anti-liberal, like busybody, institutional protection that's a net negative. Okay. So police. So, haha. <laughs> no, I... Okay, because like, there's a lot of police... police that I watch play. CNN. So every day I play basketball and soccer with a soccer ball at Kirkstone. Mm-hmm. If you want to come dox me or stalk me, like, I am I need the attention. Come on, <laughs> let's go. So I go, and then I – but today I took a really bad three-pointer that bounced into the lacrosse box, which is – if you don't know what lacrosse is, it's like a it, – it has its origin in native culture. It's the national sport of it's Canada. The, which is absurd, a, a token <laughs> gesture. But anyways, they locked the lacrosse box, and I thought it was some COVID busybodyness. Like, if there's a public field, let the public use it, right? Public money, what a waste. This is a political podcast, but they locked it all, and I couldn't climb over the fence. So I was, mm. I'm was, i so angry about this, I might go back and cut the locks on the thing to get my ball. Leave a comment if you think Ken should cut the locks. Because I, I need to do something. Or I could go to the rec center and ask them for the key. Yeah, that would be... Oh, bureaucracy. Wait, is there not a fence that you can just jump? It's like 10 feet. So climb it? It's just slightly too terrifying to climb. Oh, so, okay. like, you put your foot on a wood ledge, and then you have to get your other foot, like, seven feet higher from that. And then it's, like... I so, see. maybe it's more, like, 15 feet. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. I... I don't know. So, so does it say that that's within the jurisdiction of the bylaw officer? <laughs> it just says it's closed. It doesn't oh. even tell you. And, like, there's just so no reason... So, if it's closed, then the crime would probably be trespass. So that's not bylaw. So that would. Be I just think. I just think. I'm hoping they wouldn't bother to prosecute. Yeah. And they might not. I mean, I th- honestly, they. They probably wouldn't catch me, if I did cut the the law. Well, also, like they're probably gonna be like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. No waste one gives time a shit. prosecuting this guy. Yeah, that's where the system works. Yeah. Jails are very crowded. <laughs> what are you in for? Imagine if you <laughs> went to jail. I cut a lock <laughs> and then I said jail. retarded and then the police were like, yes, yeah, you're going to jail, <laughs> mister. The cops like, I was just watching CNN. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that anymore. You don't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's... 
That's really funny. Have you seen that picture of Cuomo holding like a hundred pound weight? No. <laughs> I saw a picture of him with like a blanket wrapped around him, like walking outside. And like I was like and like drinking something and I was like, This is literally me. Like I don't like this guy, but this is me. He's a likable guy. He's a good looking six foot four, yeah. yeah. But like he just lies every night. Yeah. <laughs> That's politics, I guess. But I don't know. I just feel like it's like a conflict of interest. Oh my god, this guy I know, Don Lemon, likes all of his like thirst traps on Twitter. Oh, okay, nice. Just the way he like smirks just underneath the top part of his glasses. He has the angle in the camera that he's like worked on, and he's like, "You can't call me out." Because I'm black. Is he gay, too? He is, is there he we gay? go. No, sorry. Anderson Cooper's gay. Oh, okay. Fuck. Wait, or is he gay? No slander. Like this guy's I don't know. Well, Anyways, I hate you, We Dawn. all know who my least favorite CNN anchor is. I never see him when my mom watches it's CNN. Cool Jake Taffer. I never see Cool Jake Taffer. As Dude, everyone's been having Bovine Barry on their podcast. What the fuck's going on? You can't call her that publicly. <laughs> That's her name. She's kind of hot. I definitely would, but like she's, she's gay. fuck. <laughs> How many of them are there? As Norm asks. <laughs> yeah, Norm's being really homophobic and misogynistic by um, saying that about Barry. I don't. I don't. You're joking, right? Yeah. Okay. I was unsure. Sometimes you I send mean, me tweets, I and mean, I'm like, "What? This is, is outrageous!" And you're like, "This is fake." I'm like, "Oh, okay." No, but it is kind of like. Well, I don't know. If you is. call a man fat, is it like? What? what what's it, the male form? Is it misandristic? Mm, no, no. Tim Dillon is a fat recluse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Barry's been making the rounds. She published this thing on her substack that I actually read, but it wasn't written by her. It was written by Katie Herzog, who I like. She's been on Tim Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't agree with her on everything, but she's funny. Um... But it was a really crazy interview. Like, they interviewed this doctor. I don't want to trig you. but I'm s- I'm, I've been triggered all day. It's 40 degrees out. Okay, because uh, this, this will trig you, like, really hard. All right, let's do it. So there's a psychiatrist, and, like, she's very <laughs> she's very clearly, like, unwell. <laughs> um, Rachel Levine, health secretary. <laughs> uh, like, she's just really... I don't know. So she's... Um, she gave this talk really controversial talk it was really bad and it was called like the psychopathic white mind or something like she was arguing that like like if you're white you're like a psychopath all of us i like i think that was what she was saying but i don't know because then she was also saying that like there are like racialized people who can be white too what like if they act white like she was like i you know like she's just everyone i don't like is white you know and uh <laughs> and so she uh gave this talk and Katie interviewed her for Barry Weiss's blog but it one of my the funniest parts is she was saying like white people carry around a lot of guilt like in particular I don't and she was like yeah neither do I my sisters think I should um and she was saying like um yeah, like, and an example of white guilt is, like, white people don't eat bread. And I thought that was, like, the funniest thing. We do, though. 
Well, I was like... She's welcome to come observe us anytime. <laughs> She's just making, like, huge generalizations. But white people eat bread. Yeah, I don't... I guess she was talking about, like, the, like, health moms. Like, like I don't know. But I... She... D- okay, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, like, abs- absurd... Heavily interview. memed talk. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I think, but I was just surprised because she gave a talk. Like, she's, like, really, um, like, she's a psychiatrist, so she has patience. Oh, jeez, those poor patients. Honey, this is your whiteness. (laughs) Well, then it makes me think, like, how many, like, psychiatrists, because I'm sure, like, psychiatrists, like, there's a lot of weird psychiatrists. So it's, like, like the most fucked up people. Well, so I was like thinking, like, how many uh, people have psychiatrists that are like totally nuts? If you're if you're thinking about getting help, don't do it. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm just saying I, um, that made me yeah. suspicious. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe she would also tell you to like get sunlight and like wholesome stuff. What can psychologists really do? I don't um, know. Um, yeah, I mean, for me. Actually, probably shouldn't say this publicly. But like, basically, when I was in university, like the purpose of psychologists were to like write people notes. <laughs> so they could they didn't have to do assignments. You still have to do them, but it would be like deferred to explain students like mm-hmm. being mentally ill. It was my whiteness. <laughs> my white guilt made me not eat Psychopath enough. Psychopath things over the weekend. I didn't eat enough bread. I had low blood sugar. Couldn't get it done. Imagine how easy. I just. Oh, I wish I was in the states. Getting guns are so easy. <laughs> just kill yourself right away. Uh, right in front of the gun store. Oh. So in Clinton today, it was 45 degrees, like Canada record. Where? Clinton. It's like in the e- like near, kind of near Kamloops, like interior BC. Oh, and I'm like no. if it gets to 50, our house is just gonna start like catching on fire. I know our houses aren't made for this. Like I don't have, we don't have AC. Like you don't have AC. Like no, or do you yeah. have AC? We no, we have like f- we just got one, but I don't think it's that like legit. Yeah, it's just like too expensive. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I've actually never lived in a place with AC, but I had like a ceiling fan once, <laughs> which yeah. was nice. Yeah. It is nice to go to like California because you go into every house and it's like negative four. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. It's actually too much sometimes. You get like whiplash. Well, that's like what I was thinking because today I was like, okay, it's getting like 36, 40. But like when I've been in like Lebanon or Greece, it's like been that heat. But in all those places, they have, like... Could be different construction houses, too. Yeah. I don't know. This is why diversity is necessary. (laughs) So we can learn from each other how to build houses. Well, I just, like... It's also annoying, because you also see all this, like, climate doomer discourse after, like, this stuff happens. Yeah. Like, I saw some stuff today that was, like yeah well you think this is bad like next summer it's gonna be even worse and i'm like okay like <laughs> yeah. thanks yeah it's some, some what do you want me to do yeah about it some people i really respect are kind of climate catastrophizers 
Yeah, I think it's, like, the easiest thing to, like, adopt because it doesn't really, like, impact. Do anything? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like Christianity. But you can do, like, symbolic, like, individualist gestures that make you look virtuous even though they don't really have an impact. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, being, like, I bring, like, or, like, I don't i only drive on like one day a week or like i i don't have a job (laughs) (laughs) i do meatless mondays (laughs) yeah or like i turn all my lights off starbucks does a really good job so that you feel like you're part of the solution and not the problem yeah it's really interesting like there's like things on the wall they're like Try not driving. You're like, oh, thanks, Starbucks. And then you, like, drive away. <laughs> no, it's so pervasive in, like, the corporate landscape. Like, I was, I drive by Lululemon, like, the big Lululemon store when I, um, like, drive home from school. And, like, they used to have a sign. At first, it just said, like, Black Lives Matter. And I'm thinking, like, okay, like, you're literally Lululemon. Like, chill. And then, <laughs> and then they put Black Lives Matter, and then underneath it, they put Stop Asian Hate. <laughs> and then, and then like, and also that hashtag is really awkward because like whenever I see it, I think they're insinuating that it's like Asian people that are like hating on people, like stop the Asians from hating you. <laughs> so I'm like, this does not, <laughs> this does not really roll off the tongue. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, oh, but anyway. I didn't even. I haven't even seen that yet. But then I, th- I think they got backlash for it because now they changed it to like a really broad, like generalized love. thing. Like they were just like love all of humanity. There we go. That's more <laughs> like it. The yeah, backlash. But I'm like, you're literally a cancel culture works. Like, it's just sell me some leggings. I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think like, you know, that's the thing is like people buy things and they think like, oh, like I'm buying something and that's good. They do? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like they want to feel good about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Starbucks is pretty bad on that front. And like they call all their employees partners, like to make them think there's no power imbalance. Yeah. Wow. Between like corporate and the employees. Yeah. Like, I'm a Starbucks partner. And they, like, allure a lot of, like, queer people to work for them. because They, they do. Well, because they cover, like, like a lot of, like, health care. Like, their insurance covers a lot of, like, um, like trans surgeries. Really? Stuff. Yeah. How long do you have to work there? Like, they advertise that pretty hard. But I wonder how the conditions are. Like, how many yeah, months I you have to, know. hours. That sounds expensive. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, like, their whole thing. Yeah. And then, like, they get something out of it, too, because then they get to be, like, look how many, like, queer people work for us. Yeah, it's it's definitely very gay. <laughs> like, when you go to Abbotsford, the only... It makes sense that they would... All the gay kids would go to Starbucks because there's nothing remotely, like... Gay. Cosmopolitan or something. You know what I mean? There's nothing, like, at all, like, in, like, Clinton or something. I don't even know what Clinton is. I can't believe I've never heard it's of like it. It's, like, a small town of BC... I I haven't been to many places in BC, which is funny because I live here, but I did go to Merritt once, mm-hmm. and I had the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Oh, nice. We're and then I went back like a year later, and they didn't have that sandwich anymore. I was Fuck. devastated. I thought you guys stayed the same in the country. <laughs> <laughs> it was an old place. like It was like in like a heritage building. Yeah. They used to have a big country music festival, and like some stars would come out. In Merritt? Yeah, the Merritt Mountain Music Festival. 
yeah i was just like i stopped we stopped there like on the way back from Asoyas. yeah and we had like this spicy sandwich and it was so good and like yeah and then we never had it again and a lemon meringue pie and that was also really good and it was like a very like countryside like yeah <laughs> restaurant you feel like you're part of a culture for one yeah. shining second there's like the fifty year old like waitress being yeah. like, What do you want, sweetie? And like Wow. <laughs> I get so flustered. I'm like, um, um <laughs> Senpai. Did you hear about that guy that did like he spent twenty four hours in Waffle House? Or like Just whatever. Eating? Okay, so he'd lost a bet. Yeah. And so he had to like spend twenty four hours in a waffle house and every waffle for every waffle he ate that was like one hour off his time. But the waffles are big. Yeah. But like I was thinking, like, I don't know, maybe, like, I'm, I overstate how much I can eat. I actually do often overstate how much I can eat. Like, I'll order sushi and be like, I can eat all of this. And my brothers will be like, you're not going to eat all of that. And I'll be like, yeah, dude, like, I'm, I'm, I just worked out so hard. Like, I can eat all of that. And then yeah. I never finish it. And then he's always, like, you know, making fun of me. But the way I was looking at it, I was like, I could eat way more than this guy. And, like, I'm literally, like, less than half his size. So, like, he's obviously wanted to stay in the diner. That's my conspiracy theory. Wait, was this a live stream? He should have live streamed <laughs> he it. He live tweeted it. Oh, okay. But he was like, yeah, I just can't get through him. Like, like what if I start live streaming, like, losing my virginity? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm on my sixth waffle. <laughs> That's good. Six hours, 18 hours. I couldn't do that. I would just leave. I feel like I could eat more than six waffles. But, like, I couldn't stay in for 18 hours. I know. What are you going to do? I know. I was. I would go insane. But speaking, the first time I saw someone live tweet something on Twitter, like, an uh, experience, it was actually Shia LaBeouf live tweeting his acid trip. And I remember I was, like, really blown away by that. How is Shia? He had a rough run for a bit. He was in jail for, like, a few days. Oh, cause he, he has like him. kind of breaks. I don't know. Yeah, apparently he abused his girlfriend. Ugh, of course, and then he got canceled. It was BPD on BPD violence. <laughs> like they're both like That's BPD. Too real. Him, apparently. <laughs> oh man. Some part of me wants to say something fucked up. Like when they're both going at it, you gotta let them go at See, it. This is like the problem, <sighs> and like cultural. This is like kind of like part of my cultural commentary is like, or my relationship advice is like if you are like mentally i mean everyone's mentally ill but like let's say you have a specific kind of mental illness it's like you're gonna want to date someone that has that because then they understand you but then at the same time it makes like the fighting like way worse because then it's like <laughs> it's like fighting fire with fire right yeah so but yeah, I don't know. The person he dated, I didn't know who she was. FKA Twigs. Like, I've never listened to her music. He dated FKA Twigs? Wow. Yeah, that was the person that he abused. I want to see footage. That'll be the <laughs> future. Abused? Yeah, they'll be like, let's analyze how bad I it mean, really he was. He, like, confessed to it. Well, but yeah, but, like, think about, like, I confess to shit and then, like, exaggerate it to be a martyr. That's like a BPD thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you decide you have BPD? I've never abused anyone, but... No, I know. I'm so glad. <laughs> never, I've never... Yeah, I've never done a lot of things. But Good I have job. done some things. Yeah. I... Oh, I keep dropping the ice. Um, so John McAfee died. He got... Did he... Who 
Yeah, you were explaining that to me in the group chat. Who did he get suicided? Okay, so <laughs> I don't know because like some people have been saying also that he could have orchestrated the whole thing to like start shit. I honestly that was my suspicion. Yeah. Because why would you say like imagine if I like said he right here on this it. podcast okay. if I die I didn't do it but you're just doing it to spite. Like, I'm not saying it right now, yeah. but if I do die, just for the record, it wasn't me. I was thinking it was like a Smerdyakov situation <laughs> from Brothers K. Yeah. I for- Did he kill himself to spite someone? Yeah. Queen. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> no, I don't think he was like spite. I think he was just bored. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? It happens. At that age. He'd, he'd gone as far as he could with the guitar. Wait, how old was he? Mm. Like, 75. Oh, I imagine him like Snape, like a 20-year-old Snape. I didn't read carefully enough. It's funny. It, now that I think back, that scene is just like um, a, a, um, like a vignette of like people that Dostoevsky really hates. What, what like, scene? Isn't he like playing guitar gently, and she's like lying with a girl, and they're like having this like indulgent guitar, conversation? Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing really wrong with that. <laughs> I gotta reread it though. We'll get there eventually. I know. We gotta do it. But at the time, I felt so much hatred towards him. Smerdyakov. Like, I think Smerdyukov. that was like purposeful. No, I know, but like, so the whole chapter is like. I loved y- him though when I read it. <laughs> really? I, him and Ivan were my. F- like, I, I think I like identified more with Ivan, but I really liked Smerdyakov. Like, I, I thought he was such a good, like addition to the story okay okay and like even like his name like it's like it meant like yeah s- it sounds fucked it means son of the stinking one apparently Damn, russian's harsh i know because <laughs> his mom w- like had like like a mental disability and smelled bad yeah does does nov mean son like uh, volkanov smirdyakov i'm trying to think of all the like vaguely russian names that i know <laughs> smirnov smirnov yeah that's what I'm drinking right now. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, so he. So uh, I don't know. Smerdyakov was. Uh, I gotta reread that book. Obnoxious motorcycle. They so never, yeah. they never pull over to fight either. They just speed on. <laughs> so McAfee, do you remember when he ran for president? Not really. But, like, yes, but I wasn't paying attention. I don't remember. I think he, like, kissed Gary Johnson. Wow, that's so li- so much liberty. America intensifies. <laughs> but kind of unironically. Apparently, the Libertarian Party was the first party to support gay marriage. There you go. They're the best. They're the gayest party. Gayest party in the land. They're truly the party of the gay banks, if you think about it. The Libertarians? Yeah. Wow, hold on a second. Because they love banks and they love homosexuality. They love banks? I'm showing my ignorance. They, they love, love money. Banks. Well, we all love money. Don't we? Yeah. It's just how we, we show it. Cash rules everything around me. More so money, more problems. Shit. So last episode we read two chapters of Catch in the Rye. We're going to... We got a lot of positive feedback. <laughs> we got My inbox is filled with praise. With love and praise. 
I have never received a death threat, so if you, you're bored and you're looking for something You've to do, you never received. I know. One. I got to get active. Oh my god! I've been posting my songs on uh, 4chan. Wait, um, you've been posting on 4chan and you haven't gotten. A death I know. Threat. I haven't even been doxxed yet. Back in the day, if I put if you put your name on 4chan, you get fucked up. That was I like know. the feeling, the mystique. Well, this is like how I felt yesterday. One of my friends was saying to me, like, "You haven't lived until you've been sued." Oh jeez! Like, damn. <laughs> like I've never been sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd want to be ready. Like, yeah, same. Like I want to get my degree first. Yeah. But yeah, we um. Yeah, we the death threat thing. I don't know. Some of them are really uncreative, and then I'm like not as impressed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But what if I'm like actually come find me? Cause I got. You, instead of threats, you could just come find me. Like, I'm always at Kirkstone. I live in Lynn Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of someone I could call out, but I don't really have anyone to call out. What do you mean, call out? Like, start a beef with? Oh. Um, for publicity? Don Lemon. Don, pull up, Don Lemon. How tall is Don Lemon? I don't know. I'm sure that's, like, Googleable info. I bet he's 5'10". See, like, that's tall to But me. I'm trying to think of, like, a public figure, like, maybe left-leaning, maybe woke, who I could, like, get a triller fight with. I feel like everyone's jumping off that train. It's such a fun train, though. The woke train? I don't think it's going... Oh, the woke train. I thought you meant the, sl- the fighting for attention and money train. So Don Lemon is six feet. Okay. Pull up, Don. Who's your who's your who's your arch nemesis? Cool Jake Tapper. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, th- I would definitely fight. Um, like, see, I'd love it to be Bovine Berry, but like now it's just been too memeified. You know? Yeah. Like it's just like I feel like she's she belongs to Norm now. I'm like the nemesis <laughs> component. Yeah. Like like it's just like Norm can do it better. It's like the way that Trump talked about his enemies. Like, you couldn't do it better than him, you know? Yeah. Um. So, I... You know, it's funny. I was thinking today, like, of someone who was my nemesis. Cause I was, but I don't want to say it on the pod. Fair. Um, but... There were definitely some people I went to school with that were, oh, like, yeah. unhinged wokes. Like... Like, in really, like, actually, like, borderline, like, psychotic ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel it. Honestly, like, just, like, people who are dishonest to me are my nemeses. Like, whether that's, like, left or right. Like, if you're not, like, fairly representing uh, the other side, then, like, I'm not down. It's a big group. <laughs> <laughs> Today okay. my mom called me, said conspiracy theories are an autistic trait. <laughs> Oh and God. it started the funniest conversation. Adam Curtis has, like, really good takes on conspiracy theories. Like, he was saying, like, a lot of times people turn to them, like, when they're feeling, like, powerless. And, like, they also want to feel, like, important because it feels, like, better to feel like you're a part of something. So, like, when you're, like, when if you think that someone's conspiring against you, it makes you feel, like, important. It's, like, part of, like, this, like individualistic like narcissistic impulse but like i think that like there's always conspiracy theories that have are wrong or like there's things that are wrongfully labeled conspiracies at the same time yeah 
when they're like not necessarily conspiracies. So. Yeah. Like people will be like, oh, if you say this about the CIA, it's a conspiracy, and then like you can literally find it disclosed like on their website. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, but Wikipedia. Not their censors. Is this a conspiracy theory? I mean, I mean, some part. Oh fuck. Some parts of Wikipedia are good, maybe. Yeah, they just they censored friend of the pod then, so I have really? to. On what page? I have to be rude to them in that respect. On his own page. What did they say? <laughs> they kept saying like he's like not credible, but they wouldn't provide any like. Oh yeah, the gray zone stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not chill. Check out the uh, article on Ivermectin. <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to Ivermectin. Could be a powerful. Should we take it like on the pod? Yeah, let's do it. It could be a Wait, powerful so prophylactic. It? Like, it, like, it's an antiviral that could, could with like no side effects or minimal side effects that could be huge in preventing COVID. So do you take it before you get COVID? You take it once a week before you get COVID. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We we could take it well, on. How po- do you the know? reason. Science. You gotta trust the science, Mila. I don't trust no, anything. I'm just kidding. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but um, um, we should take a dose on the pod next week. Okay, I'm down. But like, what are the side effects? You could get called alt right. For what? Are I rem- I've seen left history about it. Okay, good, good. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just an in- hysterical, egotist conspiracy theorist, autistic conspiracy theorist. Isn't the ivermectin like Brett Weinstein's thing? One of his things, yeah. Yeah, but he's not like right wing. Thank you for saying that. He's like pure lib. Thank you for saying that. Um, I'm d- I don't say that like I know, but I'm just saying as an objective I know. evaluation. There we go. That's why you tune in to the unacceptable. <laughs> <one. laughs> I was actually saying this on Twitter because somebody like people were posting about like some people like going right wing, and I'm like, these guys are literally all like libs. <laughs> like, like you're just moving the like uh, threshold, you know? The window is shifting. Yeah, I'm like, these are all libs. I'm like, <laughs> I need that meme. It's like, wait, it's all libs. Like, always has been. <laughs> uh, well, I'm no lib. Um, um, no, but I mean, a I'm lot a of... right-wing populist. A lot of these guys are, like, old-school, like, liberal academics. Perhaps even classical liberals. Yeah, those aren't real anymore. Those aren't real. Okay, you heard it here first. Okay, but... John Stuart Mill be dead. All political slandering and gossiping aside. So we're gonna do ivermectin. <laughs> ivermectin on the pod because it could be a powerful. But isn't it a pesticide or something? Yeah, it gets rid of the pests, the viruses. Wait, so can, like, is it safe to take? <laughs> it's safe. Okay, like we can just you take know, it. trust the science. We can take it. Okay. I'll find some ivermectin. Here, let me let me give you my fool's fourth-hand pitch of why ivermectin isn't being discussed. Why it's seen as an alt-right signal. I've never heard anyone call it all right. Oh, well, maybe that's just in my imagination. But like, is it because did Trump take it? Trump talked about it like a year at once. He oh, was like, "Oh, okay. you know, there's there's ivermectin," yeah. and then it became okay. Like so I a can thing. see like then yeah. all the libs go like, "This is oh, so all right." This is a white supremacist joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trump's s- like, yesterday I uh, <laughs> ate some pizza, and then in the news it's like <laughs> the new all right. <laughs> The new alt-right snack, pepperoni pizza. Wait, that's a thing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm okay, just saying, okay. like, I don't know. I have to check. 
It's like when you send me tweets, I'm like, is this real? Like that. <laughs> okay, Greta? most of the ones I've sent you are real. Uh, will you tell me? So are you fucking with me when I no, say, are they real? I, you, like, I think the whole chat is laughing at me. Like Ken doesn't even know Fred is posting like, pictures of tits. The Norm Finkelstein ones are all real. Okay, good, good. At least I can count on Norm. Norm is like unhinged on Twitter. So. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm actually surprised he hasn't been banned. Go get him, Norm. He's going to get banned soon, I feel like. But let's hope he doesn't. <laughs> okay, so ivermectin is safe. Okay, yeah. We're scientists here at the Unacceptable Podcast. You can trust us. Um, I got twenty seven percent in biology, and Ken didn't uh, hasn't done I biology since what grade? Fuck 10. with school. <laughs> um, but but we're pros. So should we talk about vaccines? I don't know. I got the vaccine. Um, How do you feel? I feel totally fine. I really. Like, I get the flu <laughs> vaccine every year. Um, I mean, I have, like, a take on it. Okay, let's hear your take. I have a really f- f- controversial take. Um, So, like, I'm not, like, one to blindly trust in anything. But there's a lot of blind trust that people put every day with what they consume. Like, the food that we consume is actually, like, to me, just as sus as, like the medicine that we consume Mm -hmm. including like counter medicines that you take like from the store like advil or like medication and stuff like that and so like i i mean i got it because my mom is immunocompromised so like that was my reason for getting it but um like i don't think that i would get sick from (laughs) from covid like yeah i I wouldn't get terribly sick um but um yeah i just i mostly got it just to be safe um for that reason but also maybe it's also because like i have depression and i don't really care if i die no (laughs) 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 um uh, but no i'm kidding don't report me um that's the unacceptable podcast official line but because it might kill you (laughs) (laughs) um but i like i don't know i think that like it's impossible to know this like the flu vaccine is different every year and it's like impossible to know how it'll how you'll react but i take it because i want to be safe for the people that are immunocompromised that i interact with regularly um but at the same time, I think, like, obviously the moralism around it is annoying. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of just want everything to be over. And, like, <laughs> you know how that sounds, right? <laughs> I just mean the pandemic. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm over yeah. it. And, like, if, like, you know, if we just say, like, some, like, if we get enough people vaccinated, then it's done. Then, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but also, it's, like... I honestly think that most people's like dinners are probably just as dangerous for them as um as the vax and like people are just like less uh like they don't care as much as like about the food they consume. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's a wake-up call for people to understand like understand that they're consuming like red meat for instance is like really bad whoa, for you whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second like there are 
like links between red meat and cancer and there's also like ethical issues like people who work in slaughterhouses have really high rates of PTSD like it's not a very ethical food okay well I'm gonna keep eating red meat but I'm gonna <laughs> no, also I'm just gonna I'm, say check I'm, out the Rogan episode with Pierre Corey and Brett Weinstein I, it felt it felt like Spotify. It, you don't need Spotify. Oh, really? Very common question, Neela. Thank you. You just go to Spotify Web Player, and it's free if you have really? an ad blocker. You can still listen to it. Oh and my god, I don't it's know. It's an incredible episode, and it's very scary because Pierre Corey, uh, like an expert in lung shit, testified before the Senate about the efficacy of ivermectin. U.S. Senate. Yes, the U.S. Senate, and then YouTube took it down. So yeah. that's US fucked. Senate's owned by Big Pharma though. Okay, well there we go, we agree. Yeah. We're coming for you, Shrell. Shrelly. Martin Shrelly. <laughs> you don't think you're they're, safe. Pull up to Kirkstone. They're owned by Martin Shrelly. Pull up. It, it, wasn't he fa- rich from pharmaceuticals? From yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a big pharma guy. Um Big Pharma more like little pharma cuck. <laughs> Okay, so I I was careful and I just said to check out that episode because I don't want to get it wrong. Okay, yeah, I'll I I'll check it out. I like I I don't think big pharma is very trustworthy. Um, I just like, you know, I'm. I think everyone is not as careful as they should be about what they put into their bodies, in general. Like not just vaccines. Yeah, Nurse Leonard says there's people with vegetables in their ass all the time, being like, I was in the garden and I slipped. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Okay, that's not what I meant. You go over the cucumber? No, but it's so funny. I just meant that, like, the foods these days actually have really messed up stuff, and, like, people still eat them. That's why I want to learn to hunt and fish. So, for the apocalypse, Yeah. I'm in good shape. I mean, I don't don't endorse, like, regularly eating animals. I think it should just be as a treat. You have to do it every day. Um, (laughs) I I think Vancouver would be the best place in the world to weather the apocalypse from. Really? Why? Okay. I, I think, so, I think if things get really warm during the winter, you might be able to farm northern BC. Like, so, like, there's a lot of space. <laughs> you have, okay. you, you can fish the sea. It's not super dense population, so when things go to absolute shit, there won't be as regular. Like, if you're in New York, the amount of violence that will occur because of the proximity and density of the population, that's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I just, that. I'm so grateful that I'm in Vancouver where like it yeah. gets to 35, but not 45 and it, it just, we're getting to 45 tomorrow. Are we? Apparently tomorrow it's going to feel like 50, but like it's going to be 39, right? Maybe 40. Okay. I well, know. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm curious what oh, I have to work tomorrow. Oh man. Good luck. You work outside too. But I was going to start at six. So it was co- would cool down. Uh, yeah, 6 p.m. or a.m.? Yeah, 6 p.m. I should do it in the morning, but I'm not awake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I work, but I work from home, like a PMC. PMC? The professional managerial class. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that acronym. I'm a, a research, I do, I'm doing research right now. It's actually really interesting. I mean, I think I'm allowed to talk about what I'm working on, but... I'm um, like researching uni- unionization in BC after COVID. Uh. It's like very interesting because like everyone's like realizing how abused they are at work because of like COVID's made everyone realize how taken for granted they are at work. Yeah. So people be rising up. 
<laughs> my parents are always like, there's a story on the news about how restaurants need people. <laughs> I'm always like, they should pay more then. <laughs> <laughs> that was like our episode with Carl. He was like, if you give people a UBI, then they can refuse until like they get like decent wages. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're getting UBI here anytime soon. Hmm. Wow, did that all melt that quickly? Yeah. That's oh, there's crazy. still some ice. Just felt so good to pour on my leg. I was at the track today <laughs> running and it was so hot and there was like no one there. Like there was just kids playing in like the water park near me and everyone was like staring at me like why is this person running? Yeah. And there was like like one of the park like uh, like the city like bylaw officers there. Your yeah. arch embassy. <laughs> biggest waste of public money um and they were like it's really hot out and i was like oh my god see they're like you can't be working out Th- like they didn't say that yeah but, but like, why did they approach you i don't know i i don't know if he was like just trying to make conversation but he was just like you enjoying the sun <laughs> i don't know for you <laughs> and i was like i've never run in this kind of heat before and i was just kind of like so tired and just like <laughs> Why is it really mean you can be like I run because I don't want to look like you? No, he looked fine. No. Yeah. Um, I'm like stressed though because I have um, like I have a running schedule, and so like for Tuesday I have like a 14 mile planned. Yeah. So that's like it's like over a half marathon, and I'm like. Okay, like how is for Tuesday? Yeah, like I'm like, how am I gonna do this? Damn, where are you gonna do it? <laughs> Probably Mahan. Okay, it's twenty two point five k, so not that much more than a half. Still a half is but a big one. Yeah, it's not gonna be fun. I'm not gonna enjoy it. I don't think. Everyone's like, you need to wake up early, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> I go to bed at like 3 a.m. Yeah, I can't wake up early. I don't know. Maybe I've I'm been going to bed really late recently, guys. It's not been good for me. Thoughts and prayers. Um. Yeah, we got to fix that. We got to fix it. Jessica's always like, you'll get dementia and be retarded. Like, Thanks, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get dementia. I'm. I'm already there. I don't know. People always say, like, oh, you won't get dementia if you keep your brain, like, sharp. Yeah. And I'm like, but how? And, like, the <laughs> solutions are, like, you need to play Sudoku. Play brain age. No, but but if you're an engaged person, then, like, it keeps you sharp automatically. Yeah, I think that's how, like, McShane never got dementia. A great way to do it is to be physically active, too. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I'll still be running. I feel like my knees still exist. I was thinking about getting knee surgery. Already? Like cosmetic <laughs> knee surgery. What, what's wrong with your knee? I just want like cuter knees. Oh, your knees look fine. Everyone Dang. leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like it would death be threats for me. <laughs> Give Ken death threats and tell me not to get cosmetic knee surgery. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is the recovery time. It's funny because I have like this like thing on my wrist that I've had for like years. And oh, I that bump. Yeah, and yeah. I need to get surgery for it. Do you actually? I've been needing to get it forever. Um, but they were like, yeah, you you can't use your wrist for like six months. Six months? Yeah. And so How I'm like, live? who has time for this surgery? Six months? Yeah, I know. Like you can't play piano. At a certain age, you come back and you'll never be the same. 
Yeah, so like I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm like 80. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Six months. Mm-hmm. That's not very holistic. I know. I know. Okay, I'm, I need to turn to the washroom. Okay. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Do you need a light? We're going to come through. Oh, you have one. Okay. We're going to be coming through the rise. So we're resuming the um, our Catch in the Rise series. Okay, he's talking to old... Uh, right, to where we left off, he was talking to old Spencer. Right. We did chapters one and like most of two. And uh, I I was thinking today, like, I'm waiting for the Ackley. We, I think we already passed Ackley. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. Okay, Christ the next, sakes, Ackley. The, next, the Ackley kid part is way less funny when I read it the second time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's younger. It's I like, won't oh give any God. spoilers, but, like, he basically gets knocked out by some dude he's scared is going to sexual assault his childhood friend. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but it was really funny the first we time I read it. do some ivermectin for this. Microdose. Microdose. <laughs> I do it every day to be sure. Okay, so one of the biggest reasons I left Elton Hills was because I was surrounded by phonies. That's all. <laughs> Same though. They were coming in the goddamn window. For instance, they had this headmaster, Mr. Haas, that was the phoniest bastard I had ever met in my life. Ten times worse than old Thurmer. I think we did this. Yeah, we did this. Yeah. Okay. You want to start at like chapter two? What we no we have to finish this. Do you have any particular qualms about leaving Pensy? We didn't get we didn't do the part where we said oh I have a few qualms all right sure. Didn't we? We did. Yeah, this is hilarious. We're sorry guys, we're very unorganized. We did one and most of two. Okay, we'll start from three. Okay. I am the most terrific liar you ever saw in your life. It's awful. If I'm on my way to the store to buy a magazine even, and somebody asks me where I'm going, I'm liable to say I'm going to the opera. It's terrible. So when I told old Spencer I had to go to the gym to get my equipment and stuff, that was a sheer lie. I didn't even keep my goddamn equipment in the gym. Where I lived at Pensy... Okay, now I'm looking at it through like an autism lens. <laughs> During the break, I was watching a clip of that, that autistic dating show. <laughs> uh, um... When I, wh- where I lived at Pensy, I lived in the Ossenberger Memorial Wing of the New Dorms. It was only for juniors and seniors. I was a junior. My roommate was a senior. It was named after this guy, Ossenberger, that went to Pensy. He made a pot of dough in the undertaking business after he got out of Pensy. Makes me think of the wrestler. <laughs> what he did, he started these... There's under- a wrestler called the Undertaker... Explain it for the folks at home. That's old. Like, that's very... I just remember I hear Undertaker, because that was the first time I heard the term, was from the wrestler. Mm. Iconic. So I always think of him. My first goth crush. (laughs) (laughs) You should see old Ossenberger. He probably just shoves them in a sack and dumps them in the river. (laughs) Anyway, he gave Pensy a pile of dough, and they named our wing after him. The first football game of the year, he came up to the school in this big goddamn Cadillac, and we all had to stand up in the grandstand and give him a locomotive. That's a cheer. Then, the next morning in chapel, he made a speech that lasted about 10 hours. He started off with about 50 corny jokes to show us what a regular guy he was. Very big deal. 
Then he started telling us that he was never ashamed when he was in some kind of trouble or something to get right down on his knees and pray to God. He told us we should always pray to God, talk to him and all, whenever we were, wherever we were. He told us we ought to think of Jesus as our buddy and all. He said he talked to Jesus all the time, even when he was driving his car. That killed me. <laughs> I can just see the big phony bastard shifting into first gear and asking of Jesus to send him a few more stiffs. The only good part of his speech was right in the middle of it. He was telling us all about what a swell guy he was and what a hot shot and all that. And all of a sudden, this guy sitting in the front row of me, Edgar Marsala, laid this terrific fart. <laughs> it was a very crude thing to do in chapel and all, but it was also quite amusing. There's well, been worse things done in chapel. <laughs> this actually reminds me of this time, like, when I was in grade... Tw- like, it was, I was in high school, and we went on this, like, field trip to Whistler to play, like, with the band. And, like, I was in um concert band and jazz band when I was in high school. And, uh, like, one of the guys in our band had a fake ID. And so he, like, got us alcohol. But, like, we were there with, like, these really strict, like, Catholic school teachers. Who had the fake ID? I'm not going to say on the phone. it to me? Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> I had to pause it for the redacted name. But anyway. The guy has been bar watched since. He's been, yeah, he's been bar watched. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, he had a fake ID. We got really. And so, like, since we were there, like, for Catholic, like, with a Catholic school, we had to go to Mass. Because, like, on one of the days we were there, it was, like, a Sunday or something. And so we got, like, really drunk before Mass. And there was this, like, really, like, there was a really nice, like, TA that was with us. Um, He's actually been on the pod, Mo. Um, He was on our, like, disability episode. Um, But, yeah, he was so nice and, like understand it apparently he says he didn't know that we were drunk but i don't know and uh (laughs) so we were like yelling like we were singing so (laughs) like we were so into it and he was like guys like stop it like it was like behave but he seemed like so like like flustered and like okay guys like that's enough i wish i could have been there that sounds like fun. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, it reminds me of that. It was a really chaotic field trip. Wasn't there also someone, someone almost at a hotel, hotel on fire? fire? Yep. Yep. They poured, uh, um, Captain Morgan's onto the sauna rocks. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a, that's something he would do. <laughs> yeah. Like, now, I'm like, what a waste of rum. Yeah. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> yeah. Like bitch, he literally set used it to set an electric fire. Anyway, continue. <laughs> he damn near blew the roof off. Hardly anybody laughed out loud. And old Ossenberger made lo- out like he didn't even hear it. But old Thurmer, the headmaster, was sitting right next to him on the rostrum and all. And you could tell he heard it. Boy, was he sore. He didn't say anything then. But the next night, he made us have a compulsory study hall in the academic building, and he came up and made a speech. The third corridor, <laughs> the penises. Oh my god. <laughs> we uh, try. Wait, hold on. We have a noise complaint. Oh, should we stop? Um, Let's I'm supposed to tell it. Ken to stop talking so loud. Okay. Okay, I'll whisper. You have to speak softly. Is this from Ryan? Yeah. Hmm. I take it more seriously from your parents. All right. Um, are we recording? 
Okay. Ryan. This won't be a problem in one week. That sounds like really ominous. I just mean I'm moving to a different place. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I said this won't That's be a problem in one week. This won't be a problem anymore. We tried to get old Marcella to rip off another one. Right while old Thurber was making his speech. But he wasn't in the right mood. Anyway, that's where I lived at Pensy. Old Ossenberger Memorial Wing. In the new dorms. That whole thing was like unnecessary. <laughs> it was pretty nice to get back to my room. After I left old Spencer. Because everyone was down at the game. Do, do you want to read? I can't read at this volume. Have yeah, to. Where are you at? Um... Pretty nice to get back to my room after I left old Spencer because everyone was down at the game and the heat was on in our room for a change. It felt sort of cozy. I took off my coat, my tie, and unbuttoned my shirt collar and then I put this hat on that I'd bought in New York that morning. For some reason I envisioned it being a pink pussy hat even though that doesn't make any sense. Like the ones they wore at the Women's March. I've never been to a Women's March. Neither have I, but like it's, it was on the news. I'll have to Google pink we pussy We should go hat. to the Women's March. And I like always pod. wanted to do it in like a full face um, burka. I critiqued it, so now I'm like, I just never went. But like, just because I critiqued it doesn't mean I can't go. Yeah. Um. What, is it soon? I think it's every January. Hmm. I don't know. The organization, the Women's March is really annoying. <laughs> They're like rest in power, Barbara Bush. <laughs> I'm so excited to see what George is gonna do for 9/11. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was this red hunting hat, so it's not a pink pussy hat, with one of those very very long peaks. I saw it in the window of the sports store when we got out of the subway, just after I'd noticed I'd lost all the goddamn foils. It only cost me a buck. The way I wore it, I swung the old peak around to the back. Very corny, I'll admit, but I liked that way. I looked good in it that way. Then I got this book I was reading and sat down in my chair. There were two chairs in every room. I had one, and my roommate Ward's Stradladder had one. The arms were in a sad shape because everyone was always sitting on them, but they were pretty comfortable chairs. The book I was reading was this book I took out of the library by mistake. They gave me the wrong book, and I didn't notice it after I got back to my room. They gave me Out of Africa by Isaac Dennison. I thought it was going to stink, but it didn't. It was a very good book. I'm quite illiterate, but I read a lot. <laughs> my favorite author is my brother, D.B. That's so cute. What a mysterious character D.B. is. I know. I guess JD is similar to DB, I wonder. Yeah. And this TV, TV show that I started, wa- like, started watching you, like, one of the characters is related to JD Salinger. Wow. <laughs> Have She's, you seen like, really, like, she is, like, a BPD hoe, for <laughs> sure. Have you seen the documentary on him? No. Oh, it's kind of, he's not a very good guy. Okay, well, that makes sense. Does it? I feel like... <laughs> Great artists. Yeah. They need I feel like even when artists are good, you have to make them look kind of bad. Whoa, what does that mean? Because like you have to have a dark side if you're an artist, or you're not taken seriously as an artist. Huh. You know. 
Maybe it's, but maybe it's more like you have. Like, to can you think of any art? Like, all the artists that look pristine are annoying. Like Taylor Swift, is like the prime example of like the good girl artist. I kind of like her though. Really, I find her to be like the AOC of like <laughs> of songwriting. Yeah. Um. No, but she's just very like good girl. Yeah, but I've never liked her though. Okay, fair. Yeah, she. Yeah. I uh, also don't like country music. So. Yeah. So that's I'm trying to think of someone like Anthony Kiedis. So he's been me tooed. He has. Yeah, he's been heavily. Me-tooed. I mean, that does honestly it doesn't surprise me. It's kind of like nobody cares. It's weird. I don't know how to feel about. Well, I mean, it's because he's he's so out in the open about it. Well, I think he fucked like a 14 year old when he was like 20. Really. But he said he didn't know. Uh. <laughs> it was a different era. Um thing about Kiedis is like you can listen to his music and you're like yeah he's definitely like sexual he's horned okay but but we have to have the possibility that, that you can fuck a lot and never sexually assault somebody yeah of course. but there's n- if you fuck 100 people there's not a likelihood that not one person was kind of uncomfortable at some point yeah that's that my statement <laughs> has anyone actually fucked 100 people I'm sure Anthony has. Yeah, that's true. Or he's like lying. <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys lie about that. Yeah. So especially well, I feel like nowadays not as much because like there was like this survey that was saying how like more guys now are virgins. But I was my thinking people. like I don't know if you're not even a virgin. What are you talking about? I, um, l- I relate to them so much. <laughs> what a song called? I tried to say this before. We got we we're talking about Ivermeg or some shit. Release a song called Incel Core for all my incel <laughs> bros and sisters. Um, it's a really good song. It's on SoundCloud. Ken, you're like the Rachel Dolezal of, of incels. <laughs> what were you saying? Um. I wonder if Ryan's listening to this, like shaking his head, like, what the fuck are they talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, people, more people are virgins. Oh, I think that, like, nowadays it's become more, like, acceptable to be sexually inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't really think it actually has changed as much, but I feel like people have been more honest mm-hmm. in, like, what they've said. Whereas, like, before people, like, I don't know. I just, I guess I just don't really buy that, like, there's, like, an overwhelming virgin crisis. Well, it, is that a... That's such an interesting... I think the fear is that, like, dudes who aren't getting laid are going to be, like, violent and disruptive. Yeah, but they can just, like, jerk it. (laughs) I'm just kidding, by the way. I don't agree with that. Because, like, the incel was very demonized as, like, the threat. Like, the alt-right Nazi incel. But not anymore. It's, like, not even in the culture anymore. It's still in the culture. Is it? Oh, come on. It's still in the culture. I feel like it's been... We're it's out there. Us all right. No, itself. see, like, I feel like it's pivoted. Like, I feel like now, like, feminism's, like, losing its traction. And, like, anti-racism replaced it. And there's, like, a tension between feminism and anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Because, like... So it's just white people now? <laughs> well, because, like, the Karen trope is, like, very anti-feminist, you know? And, like, that's, like, part of, like, the anti-racism trope. So there's, like, tensions. You could call the Karen trope anti-white. Is it? Ca- they ca- there can be non-white Karens. Mm, can they're they just empowered. Be? Really? <laughs> it depends. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Arab women can Karen pretty well. Mm. But maybe, like, I guess we, we can be white. 
white you passing. Can be whatever you want, babe. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like it always changes because you can't satiate activism ever right whoa like it's like a beast that can't be satiated and so like anti-racism will become not trendy soon i don't know and it'll be something else and it might be something even like it might be something more intense like what i think it gets like more and more specific you know it's like before it was like women like ghost stories there's like a light on i know um, we don't know, right? But like, I'm just what saying. What do you think would be next? I can get you into trouble here. Um, it's really hard to say, cause I think it already got really specific into like, like you know, there's like, uh, like trans women, black trans women, like non-binary. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, I'm not being very coherent. Um, I just think that like the I there's always like a a fetishized identity, but that identity gets increasingly more specific because the amount of wait, can you turn your phone light off? Feels like you're interrogating me. The amount of oppression is. I need to see. I can't be in the dark. The amount of um oppression is never sufficient. Like, it's, um, it's, like... You're saying some real shit. No, but, like, for instance, like, when, like, there are some things that were said when I was, like, in university now that are, like, not okay to say. But, like, like we're woke when I was in university. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Um, like, saying, like, women and trans women have, like, different experiences. You can't say that anymore? Like, Chimamanda Ngozi, or whatever her name is, like, she got cancelled for saying that. But when I was in university, it was seen as, like, bad to say that they do have the same experiences, because, like, then it was saying, like, oh, well, like, you know, you're saying that, like, ch- like cis women get murdered at, like, the same rate as trans women, which, like, they don't, or whatever. But it just changes very constantly, and the, r- the, the quick, um the rate at which it changes suggests to me that it's in like i don't know like i don't think there's one person controlling the switch but i think it's very convenient that it changes quickly because that makes it an easier disciplinary tool because then it's like you, you can call more people out please them you know like it makes me think as, as well like with like the israel discourse which i think is really similar to like the woke discourse um dare i say like the same <laughs> um but like you know i used to try really hard to be like i am one of the good ones like yes i'm lebanese but like i really care about anti-semitism i really care like we need to be careful how we put these things and whatever and then i realized like these people don't like the people that want to cancel you like don't really care yeah like yeah, they'll they're just they're say vampires. Yeah, the vampire castle, you know. Vampire castle. Mark Fisher has a oh. th- has an essay called "Exiting the Vampire Castle." I, so ironically enough, I think of the Arctic Monkey song. Oh. All you people are vampires. That's really funny. Yeah. Given the <laughs> circumstance. Um, but I just found like there's like a not like there's a way that you can't be satiated, and so like 
a big wake-up call for me was like seeing Ilhan Omar get like roasted alive for saying like the Israel lobby has like financial sway in America. Oh, and did they set it up so that you can't say that? Because then, it but you can't. It it ties into this like banker thing. No, okay, but like <laughs> it, even like like and I like, I'm serious for me during that time period. I was like, yeah, like it's really bad. Like I I think it is like we should be concerned about like anti-Semitism and like. You know, talking about financial influence for sure, but like even if you say that, that's not like that doesn't satiate like. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, but will you denounce this then? Well, okay, well if you say that, well then will you denounce yeah, this? Yeah. And then like it's just never enough. Lots of posting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, that's just kind of how it feels with like all activism. So like feminism is like broader than anti-racism because feminism includes all women right but then anti-racism only includes like a small it's a smaller group and what i'm saying is i think it's gonna get smaller so who's the best because i i see what you're saying yeah and also because i think like it's very um against like the old traditional because the old traditional left is very universalist right yeah and now Unless it's you're like rich. becoming more particularist. Yeah. Um, and being like, okay, well, because it used to be like we want the welfare of all, and now it's like, okay, we just need you to donate to these GoFundMe's for like these particular people of these particular identities. Funny some black people are like Venmo me. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I've seen people of all races do that. Oh. But yeah. Um. Good answer. <laughs> No, but I'm um, like it's not really like the fault of like the race, like <gasps> it's it's just like the way that the economy is. It's making everybody scramble for resources, and like so, it's gonna just get more and more specific because people want to like narrow the pool of like people they're competing with, and so like it's it's not gonna be enough now to make anti-racism just about like racialized people. It's gonna be like racialized women and then it's going to be like racialized trans women and it's going to be like racialized like trans women who are little people <laughs> yeah i mean like or like in a wheelchair i, I don't know hermione granger <laughs> but i just think like that's just the design because it's increasingly it's like designed to be in lockstep with the progression of the economy where like resources get more and more like centralized but also like dwindling also what dwindling so basically we have to tell these people to fuck off (laughs) come find me at kirkstone (laughs) you i think it's just like you can't accept their sway like um but the problem is is like this ideology is like in every corporate like mainstream entities and the corporate vampire castle <laughs> well if you think honestly it's like, like it's like it's the ideology of the people with the most power which is not even governments it's like entities and so like all you have to do like i think enough people just have to like call the bluff but also and maybe this is also because i'm working in labor law so please pardon me for the bias but I do think that as well as, like, if you strengthen the protections that people have, like, if people are less afraid of getting fired, um, I think that would make a difference. 
salt. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't have a job. <laughs> so so hire Ken, but also so find no. him a curse. No, but my, my answer would be any protections that you give the power of the law would just be abused. So it's better to give people a UBI and not... Power to say no. Uh, yeah, the power to say no. <laughs> Shout out to Carl. I was actually, I found him in my labor research the other day. And I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> you found him? <laughs> like, I was reading um, an article for the research I was doing on oh labor nice. law. And someone, like, brought up, because, like, in labor law, like, one of the arguments is UBI, like, to deal with that problem of people yeah. being fired. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, wonder but, yeah. I wonder what Holden would think. Yeah, let's see. So, anyway, that tangent about the specific identities, I apologize. Um, also, like, don't no, don't good, don't take my word for it. Like, I'm not very smart, so just. It's like a good tangent. <laughs> I'm just riffing. Um, I'm 100% serious. Please sue me. <laughs> the book I was reading was this book I took out of the library. But oh, I already said that. Okay. Anyway, I put out on an, my new hat and sat down and started reading that book out of Africa. I'd read it already, but I wanted to read certain parts over again. I'd only read about three pages, though, when I heard somebody coming up through the shower curtains. Even without looking up, I knew right away who it was. It was Robert Ackley, uh. this guy that roomed right next to me. There was a shower right between every two rooms in our wing, and about 85 times a day, old Ackley barged in on me. <laughs> he was probably the only guy in the whole dorm besides me that wasn't down at the game. He hardly ever went anywhere. He was a very peculiar guy. He was a senior, and he'd been at Pensy the whole four years and all, but nobody ever called him anything except Ackley. Not even Herb Gale, his own roommate, ever called him Bob or even Ack. If he ever gets married, his own wife will probably call him Ackley. <laughs> he was one of these very, very tall, round-shouldered guys. He was about 6'4", with lousy teeth. The whole time he roomed next to me, I never once saw him brush his teeth. Okay, that's gross. They always looked mossy and awful, and he damn near made you sick if you saw him in the dining room with his mouth full of mashed potatoes and peas or something. Besides that, he had a lot of pimples, not just on his forehead or his chin like most guys, but all over his whole face. And not only that, he had a terrible personality. He was also sort of a nasty guy. I wasn't too cozy about crazy about him, to tell you the truth. I could feel him standing on the shower ledge right beside behind my chair, taking a look to see if Stradladder was around. He hated Stradladder's guts and never came in the room if Stradladder was around. He hated Body's guts damn near. He came down off the shower ledge and came in the room. Hi, he said. He always said it like he was cliffhanger terrifically bored or or terrifically tired. He didn't want you to think he was visiting you or anything. He wanted you to think he'd come by by mistake for God's sake. Hi, I said, but I didn't look up from my book. With a guy like Ackley, if you looked up from your book, you were a goner. You were a goner anyway, but not as quick as if you didn't look up right away. 
He started walking around the room very slow and all, and the way he always did, picking up your personal stuff off your desk in chiffonier. He always picked up your personal stuff and looked at it. Boy, could he get your ner- on your nerves sometimes. How was the fencing, he said. He just wanted me to quit reading and enjoying myself. He didn't give a damn about fencing. We win or what, he said. Nobody won, I said. Without looking up, though. What, he said. He always made you say everything twice. Nobody won, I said. I sneaked a look to see what he was fiddling around with on my chiffonier. He was looking at this picture of this girl I used to go around with in New York, Sally Hayes. He must have picked up that goddamn picture and looked at it at least 5,000 times since I got it. He always put it back in the wrong place, too, when he was finished. He did it on purpose, you can tell. Nobody won, he said. How come? I left the goddamn foils and stuff on the subway. I said. I didn't look up. (laughs) One yawn. You could tell. Nobody won, he said. How come? Oh, wait. On the subway, for Christ's sake, you lost them, you mean. We got on the wrong subway. I had to keep getting up to look at the goddamn map on the wall. He came over and stood right in my light. Hey, I said. I've read the same sentence about 20 times since you came in. Anybody else except Ackley would have taken the goddamn hint. Not him, though. Think they'll make you pay them? I don't know. I don't give a damn. How about sitting down or something, Ackley kid? You're right in my goddamn light. He didn't like it when you called him Ackley kid. He was always telling me I was a goddamn kid because I was 16 and he was 18. It drove him mad when I called him Ackley kid. He kept standing there. He was exactly the kind of guy you wouldn't get out of your light when you asked him to. He'd do it finally, but it took him a lot longer if you asked him to. What the hell are you reading, he said. Goddamn book. He shoved my book back with his hand so that he could see the name of it. Any good, he said. The sentence I'm reading is terrific. It can be quite sarcastic when I'm in the mood. You know, he reminds me of someone I know. Ackley. Um, you don't know him, the guy he reminds me of, but he reminds me of someone I don't like. <laughs> it's still hot. I'm so hot right now. It's too hot. I was joking, like, this is how Ken usually feels at my house. Yeah, I feel it too. (laughs) (laughs) So, if it's too hot for me, you know it's hot, guys. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Imagine if we, like, did a hot tub night tonight. I'm curious. Mm. It'd be fun to see everyone. A friend of ours has a hot tub. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. We're, like, an hour 20 in. Let's, Let's stop. That's all you guys get. You guys will have to wait for more. Thanks for listening. But yeah, like, thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. Death threats, fights. Give Ken a death threat. I don't want it. Yeah. Come cut the bolts with me at Kirkstone. (laughs) There's an album, Fetch the Bolt Cut. That's what I was thinking. Um, Me and Fiona. Some good good stuff on that. Fiona Apple maintained her mystique so well because she, like, disappeared for time. She's like an intellectual, a more intellectual Lana Del Rey. I see it, yeah. I like them both a lot. Also, kind of maybe lazier. (laughs) Hard to say. 
I I don't know. I really like them both. I think they're great. But I like, I think her product, her output is less consistent. Than mine. But I don't really know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm full of shit. I think I'm full of shit. I feel like her percussion is more creative than Lana. Maybe. But like Lana has like more consistently disciplined songwriting. Disciplined depression writing. That shit that we need. Like Fiona is not necessarily like the disciplined depression writing. It's more like damn, you make cool drums. Like I don't know, I wasn't thinking of that. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Listen to For Her by Fiona Apple. And Incel Core by Ken Clark. Incel Core by Ken Clark. That'll be our outro song. Okay, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.